0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 942, The Most Important Social Skill You're Learning from COVID-19, by Ingrid Y. Hellander of IngridYHellanderLMFT.com. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Greg Audino, and thanks a lot for joining me today for ORD Version 942. And today, I will be narrating a post that I can confidently say applies to everyone, Ingrid Y. Hellander is going to discuss a very important social skill that we've all been given the opportunity to get better at throughout the course of the pandemic. So let's hear what it is and do what we can to maintain it now and in the future. We're going to get into this article now and start optimizing your life. The Most Important Social Skill You're Learning from COVID-19 by Ingrid Y. Hellander of Ingrid Y. Hellander, LMFT.com. The advent of a global pandemic has forced us to adopt expanded social skills. Despite current social isolation needed to keep you healthy, you are actually uniquely expanding crucial social skills the world needs. We all know how important social skills are for children. Eileen Kennedy Moore, PhD, defines social skills as the abilities necessary to get along with others and to create and maintain satisfying relationships. As a child, you learn these rules at home, in the classroom, and on the playground. Children who use excellent social skills relate well to the people in their surroundings, using accurate communication skills, empathy, and behaviors. As a result, they are better able to succeed. As an adult, You have also naturally focused using social skills on your immediate relationships, like home, work, extended family, and neighborhood. The advent of a global pandemic requires a new social skill set, the ability to assess your personal impact on a whole, interdependent world of people. In order to do this, you have quickly expanded your imagination and thoughts. During COVID-19, the amount of thought required to safely do even the simplest things has been at times overwhelming. Consider making a normal family meal. If you're like me, in the past, you would make a list, run to the store, grab a few things, bring them home, and cook them. Voila. Have you noticed that planning and making a meal is way more complicated than it was last year? So First, you gather your grocery list as usual. Maybe you're lucky and have everything you need at home. But if you need to get groceries, your new social thinking clicks in. Are the possible consequences of shopping worth going out to grab an item or two you might need? Is purchasing a lemon and parsley worth potentially endangering yourself or anyone else? This is only the first of a network of thoughts involved in your new social awareness. Next, you contemplate whether it feels safer to go to the store or see if groceries can be delivered. After all, if you go to the store, you come in contact with many others. But if you have someone shop for you, they come in contact with many others. They are one person in the store serving many customers. Is that better? Is that fair to the person and their family? Then, if you're like me, your social thinking expands to the risk or well-being of everyone, everywhere, as you plan this one little meal. For example, am I being responsible toward the grocery employees who are stocking the store? What about the truck drivers who need to carry the food to the store or to my home, which is safer for them? Are people who grow or procure my food safe and cared for as they do their jobs? Should I raise my own food? Will that help others stay well? On the other hand, if I don't buy from other places, will people starve? Is it crucial to use local businesses or more prudent to allow them time off? Which country is the stuff I'm buying from, and are those people being exploited or endangered? Do I really need what I'm buying, or will someone else need it more? How do my choices reflect my own privilege when others are unfairly negatively impacted? New social skills blossom as you imagine your behavior's domino effects on others. Despite the fact that I'm a systems-trained therapist, I have never thought about my behaviors connecting to the lives of all others this much before. At first, it was exhausting, and the lack of accurate information about COVID-19 made these decisions nearly impossible. But as time goes on, It feels more natural to look at choices in light of others' lives. Here's the good news. After some initial mind-blowing overwhelm, you can actually get used to living in a world in which you hold awareness that all of your actions realistically impact everyone else. When it comes to our collective experience of COVID-19, adults are learning to expand social skills to a global level in a whole new way. Illness as an immediate shared global experience has forced us to broaden our empathy communication, and behaviors to include as many people as possible. Adapting to this new social skill takes patience and practice, but just as you once learned it was not okay to steal your friend's snack out of their hand, once you see how everyone's life improves, it will feel wrong to ignore. The fact is that some people will acquire this social skill and others will not. That's how it is with all social skills. And it's easy to feel sad and frustrated when you notice people missing this opportunity. But, if you recognize these new ways of being, it's important to simply embrace these social skills and expand upon them. The challenge will be to remain mindful that you are part of a whole and interdependent human race even when COVID-19 is no longer your main concern. Why hold back when you have this opportunity to grow? Remember when you were a child, you did not discard your newfound skills even when others around you had not learned them yet. You just listened to the post titled, The Most Important Social Skill You're Learning from COVID 19 by Ingrid Y. Hellander of IngridY.HellanderLMFT.com. Really great write up from Ingrid today. Thanks a lot to her for that. I really love this way of looking at the pandemic and one of the several unexpected benefits it's yielded. I think she hit the nail on the head when she talked about the next challenge we face, which is to maintain such compassion when the pandemic is officially behind us. It might be rather easy not to, given how much excitement there will be, but hopefully this article serves as a reminder that we can look back on when this is all behind us. In addition to the skill set, you know, I also think it's been a great opportunity for everyone to turn inward and spend some time with just our thoughts and really reflect on well, what kinds of crutches we use to distract ourselves from certain thoughts. Many people made claims of boredom given how much we were unable to do, especially earlier on. And while this is a natural feeling, you know, it's also a sign of discomfort with just being with ourselves. And it tells me that a lot of the things we go out and spend time on are things that we also maybe rely on a bit too much if we do feel so hollow without them. Either way, it's been a great time to reflect on how we treat ourselves and others in spite of the terror brought on. Uh, on all of us by the coronavirus. It's, uh, it's certainly been an opportunity to get in touch with ourselves at a deeper level. So thanks again to Ingrid for some truly thought-provoking material about how we can and should continue to appropriately regard the safety of others. It's time to wrap this one up though, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining me today and for a great read, folks. Come on back for more tomorrow and the Wednesday show if you liked what you heard today, and I'll hope to see you there where your optimal life awaits.